Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Molly. And this is Home is Where the Murder Is. Boom, boom, boom. Don't go, don't, don't cause a coughing fit, oh Robin. Oh my gosh. Guess three, what, guys? It's still here. Three weeks of coughing, and I still sound like a man. No, hey. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, but if anyone is familiar with the show Friends, some some people are into that. I'm not, though. I yeah. sound awful. Yeah. So I'm not there's a Phoebe. This episode, a- yep, there's this episode where Phoebe thinks that she sounds super sexy, and so she starts licking people's coffee cups when she loses that, and she's yeah, she like all into that sick. sexy sound. Well, so. I think your husband wants to get sick because he ate my ice cream last night. He came home hot, and he yep. like was eating all the food and like ate yeah. the ice cream that I had specially bought for Robin because she loves French silk ice cream. It's yes. always been a thing. But you can't really find French no, silk ice cream, but there was this Ben and Jerry's that really sounded kind of like it. Yeah. I know it wasn't like quite no, like it. was it, good. But it, so I'm like, that's similar. Yep. So I bought it and it was good. Yeah. And Matt confirms it was real good. Yeah. He's like, go buy it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he has to get a new one because he's got to reimburse me for that yes. one because I only got a little bit out of it. I know. I Robin thought- like bought like, or she ate a little bit of it and then she went back upstairs. She's like, are you done with yours? I'm like, I am hardly even started yeah, on mine. I'm just, like, that's not how I eat ice cream. I a little bit and then I was going to go to bed because I'm sick and I'm, yeah. I expected it to be there in the morning and uh, yep. it was not. Nope. Well, I mean, the empty carton was there. But... Yep. Sitting on the kitchen table. And that was the best part. Yep. Sitting on the kitchen table. For the world to see. You're like, like, look what look, I did. Look what I did. Yep. So so hopefully Matt doesn't get my illness now. But well, if he does, that's what he can start That's what you get. That's so, what you get for stealing. Yeah. So how have you been? Good. Good. I have been well. Um, I I um, started a new job, which yep. is great. Yep. Um, except I'm around more people now mm. a little bit. So that I also feel like a little, uh, um, well, I love it. It's it's great new job. It's going really good. But I also feel like since I'm around more people, it's like that time of year where a lot of people are sick. So yeah. I, I feel like I'm starting to come down with something oh, a little bit. I have some Zycam in the car if you want. Yeah. So I'll, I have to run to Walgreens okay. after we record anyways. So it's fine. I'm, But I have a pretty strong immunity. Like I pride myself on my immunity. I've been yeah. taking this like beekeepers like spray stuff yeah. every day. And you've been telling people about it. Too. I listen. It's really good stuff. It's just yeah. like a, a spray that you take, um, but uh, it's fine. Um, but I've just been kind of doing it, and hopefully, it's been helping. So, so far, so good. But new job's going good. Um, but yeah, all all is well. Good. Yeah. How about you? Other than your cough. Well, I broke a rib. This week. That's not great. No, I fell off a ladder and hit a corner of a table, broke one rib, bruised the rest. That's yeah, it was fun. funny. I was like texting with Robin one night and then like she just like didn't really text me back. And I was like, all right. No. She must have just like fall asleep. But it was like pretty early yeah. too. No, I broke like, a rib. All right. She broke a rib. So <laughs> which is really stressful on top yeah. of having a cough because every time I cough, yep. it just kills. Yeah. Um. So that sucked. Um. The guy that I was seeing turned out to be a lying sack of shit. Uh, so that sucks. Not yep. going to get too far into detail, but let me just tell you that he sucks. Hey, guess what? Karma's a bitch. Karma is a bitch. And what goes around comes around. Totally going to come around. Cannot um, I'm just naming all these songs. I was going to say, know. I know, but it's funny because like, I, I'm not, Swift I don't for you, take, a little yeah. Justin Timberlake for you. Um, just some of my favorite artists. Listen, Listen I don't they, take they, the high road. No. Like he pissed off the wrong girl is right. all I got to say. So right. what? Cry me back? a river. Cry me a river. Right. Which he did cry one night when we were together about his wife leaving him, which I totally understand why she left you because you're a lying mm-hmm. sack of shit. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, Bam. I bet you don't want to sponsor our podcast anymore, asshole. Okay, there we anyway, go. Anyway, anywho. So <laughs> I have a long murder today, so I think we should probably just Yeah, one other get piece of it. business is our live show oh, this yes. week. Well, yes, our live show is Friday yep. this week yep. at Kelly's so, Bleachers. If you haven't gotten your tickets, please go to the uh, website or yep. our Facebook page and get your tickets. Yeah, we really want to see you there. It's going to be a good yep. time. We've got vendors going to be there. We have Boho Lux. They are a cute clothing line they're going to be I'm, there i'm excited for yep. that i'm you, probably gonna buy something i well, you will oh well, and i and know robin will well because <laughs> she, it's all that cute stuff that we love like boutique yeah. stuff yeah but she is priced so well that's awesome it is and so i'm like you've got to come to our show so i'm so so excited to have them there um Hinzy homemade is going to be taking orders for our t-shirts and our koozies i'm so excited to get yep. finally a t-shirt i know too. so everybody yeah. can put those orders in we have games and trivia Yep. And raffle prizes, and we're raising money for Officer Dan Morrell, who was It's an just going to be a really fun time. We're yeah. each going to have our um, different murders that we're going to yep. do, too. Yep. It's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. So, and yep. even if you don't get a ticket beforehand and, like, you decide the day of, you're like, hey, I'm going to come, please show up yeah. at the door. You can yeah, come we, day of, come, too. Yep. Come straight. Yep. Yep. You if don't you, need you, a ticket. You don't need to purchase, purchase a ticket beforehand. Yep. I mean, if you can, please do. Yeah, but it you gives can us a better totally, idea of how many people. Yeah. But um, yeah, if, if it's a last minute thing, show up at the door. You yep. can purchase a ticket right there. So. Please do. Yeah, we, we know plans change sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, and also um, our cruise that is not till yeah. Janu- January twenty twenty six is already filling up drastically. It's so awesome. Um, Sherry has been amazing. Our travel yeah. agent and fan. Yeah, and friend. Thank you, She's Sherry. Like our again. friend now. Yeah. You know? And she was telling us that she had to book more cabins, which is great. So yeah. thank We're you, super pumped for that. So yeah. If you're thinking about it, it's only a hundred dollar deposit. deposit. Yep. So, so you don't need like the entire amount nope. right now. So that gives and, you time. And I was looking at the price of it. And I'm like, dang, that's really cheap. Yeah, it doesn't so. include airfare. So no. do re- do yeah. remember that. But so, still, it, yeah. it's a really reasonable price, everyone. Oh, yeah. it's so really look into it. Yeah, we're excited to do it. So yeah, so yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it for maintenance. And I do. So if Robin does go into a coughing fit and yes. she has to go in the other room. I have a list I'm going to read from um, of 40 celebrities that have murdered someone. And most of them are like, not like intentional, but still. um, So I'll read, I'll just start going through a list Because we don't know what's going to happen. This is a lot for me to read. I have a hard time even just sitting still without talking, without going into a coughing fit. So if that's the case, you guys are going to get some additional entertainment. You'll get some extra entertainment from me because I can't really like riff too much on her case because I don't know it. So right. there's only so much I can do. Yeah. And so uh, I got Speaking that. of which, this is not a good case. This is a very bad case about child abuse. Mm-hmm. So if that is another child yes, case, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Two weeks in a um, row. Yeah. So please. Oh yeah. And if, if you, I'm sorry for last week oh, too, yeah. that you couldn't hear um, Judith's last like, you know, words, words. Mm-hmm. that were recorded on um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. We did post it in our group. But if you search it on YouTube, too, you can find it. Yeah. So it, it's very quiet on YouTube, too. Yeah. So but it, it's super sad. So you probably it's don't want to hear sad. it anyway. So yeah. it might have been for the best that you couldn't have heard yeah, it. Yeah, because, but yeah, it was, we did end up posting it in the group and people it, were like, damn it. Yeah, it's, so. it's super sad. But I mean, it's yeah. also kind of... <sighs> Sad but sweet. You know what I mean? Like sweet. in a way. It just yeah. It's sad though. But it was sad. It was the first one that made me cry. Yeah, I know. So we made It made it, me cry too. Yeah, made I made it a whole year. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. But well, here we go. So here we go with another absolute terrible one. I'm so trigger really warning. Trigger warnings. And yeah. this is some of the worst abuse. 
I've ever come across. So please, if it gets to be too much, just turn it off. Don't hate me. I didn't realize how bad it got until it was too late, and I was already halfway through it. Kind of so. like the your live show one that oh you did. Oh my gosh! In you know, here, yeah, and we got to cover this stuff. Yeah. Like that's the point of doing this. So yeah. So this is the story of Gertrude Banizowski. That is a name. Yes, and I will probably screw it up a few hundred times. But you probably won't be saying the last name a whole lot. I think I threw it in there a couple times to challenge myself. So. That's good. It's good to challenge yourself. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry if you can hear me like sucking in my snot too because it's just I'm a struggle bus. She is hot. Sucking in my snot. Who, what guy wouldn't want out I right mean, now? Honestly, I can't believe he bailed on me. What? Broken ribs, stuff, <sighs> sucking in snot. I'm a gem. Oh, hot. This hot, lost, hot, dude. hot. All yeah. right, Gertrude Nadine Banizowski was born on September 19th, 1928 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Her father, Hugh Marcus Van Fossen, Sr. Van? Van. Van I love, Fossen. I love a van. Yep. Okay. And her mother, Molly Myrtle. <gasps> That's me. I but wish, I was not I mother. wish your name was Molly Myrtle. That That's a mama, like a mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they were originally from Illinois. And they had six children together, Gertrude being the third oldest. I would never. No, I know, right? I would never have six children. Ugh. I mean, God bless every, anyone that has that God, many yeah, kids. Honestly. But like, Our friend Brooke has an army. Yeah. At the age of 11, Gertrude watched her 50-year-old father die of a heart attack. Mm. At the age of 16, she dropped out of school to marry 18-year-old John Banasowski. Banasowski, sorry. John was not a nice man and often beat his wife. Mm. However, she went on to have... Sorry, I thought I was going to cough. Oh. However, she went on to have four children with him within the first 10 years of their marriage. Okay. So she's busting out kids left and right. Yeah. I say the first 10 years because that was all Gertrude could take. Crap. So... <coughs> that was a sorry. good one. Yeah. They divorced and she went on to marry Edward Guthrie. This marriage didn't go the distance because Gertrude just couldn't keep away from her first husband. After three months of being married to Edward, Gertrude and him divorced, and shortly after, she remarried her first husband, John, who beat her. They went on to have two more chil- children, bringing the total of crotch monkeys to six. A lot. Yep. They wouldn't live happily ever after, however, as they divorced again for the last time in 1963. Gertrude was a 35-year-old single mother of six friggin' kids, but that didn't stop her from getting her groove on. No, no. More. She she began dating a 20-year-old named Dennis Lee Wright. Even though she had 15 years on this man-child, she was also often abused by Dennis as well. Oh. Yeah. In 1964, the couple had a son together, and this life-changing event was so exciting for Dennis that he took off and abandoned Gertrude and the new baby. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. By 1965, Gertrude was a real beauty queen. She was a clinically depressed 36-year-old, 100 pounds, 5 foot 6, an asthmatic chain smoker with seven kids ranging from one years to seven years old. Wow. I mean, making me look pretty good. That's a lot. You th- you we're just giving me shit about being a hot mess? Yeah. Gertrude has me beat. She's skinnier than I am, though. Okay. She couldn't really hold a job with all those kids, so she relied no. on the child support. How could you? I mean, right? what? Honestly, you? I know. So she relied on the child support checks that came in from her first and third husband, John. 
Her 20-year-old baby daddy was supposed to be sending in child support checks, but he was too busy being MIA and a douche nugget. She also earned money by helping neighbors with sewing and odd chores. By July of 1965, Gertrude was presented with an opportunity to make monthly income by caring for two young girls by the names of Sylvia and Jenny Likens. More children. More children. Always, always a good idea. Bring for more sure. children in there. For sure. The Lycan sisters were two of five kids born to Lester and Betty Lycans. Their parents were carnival workers, and they would travel all over Indiana selling beer and snacks. Okay? They would take their oldest, older kids, Diana and Daniel, with them, as well as their youngest son, Benny. Jenny had polio, and therefore one leg was weaker than the other, so she was often left behind with the grandparents. Sylvia was often left behind as well, as she was too young to work at the carnivals, and it was kind of dangerous for her. And plus, it was kind of good to have her around with Jenny having polio and everything. Uh Uh-huh. The family was always struggling for money, so Sylvia would take babysitting jobs and help with everyday chores to help make money, giving giving half her pay to her mother. People described her as a very nice girl who was very protective of her little sister, Jenny. It was mentioned that she was a beautiful girl with long brown hair and soft eyes, but when she smiled, she did so with her mouth closed due to missing a front tooth. She had lost it when one of her, her and her brothers were goofing around and, you know, roughhousing and stuff. So, you know, you got to watch out for that. Yep. In 1965, the Lycan sisters were attending Arsenal Technical High School in Indianapolis. It was there that they became acquaint- acquaintances of Gertrude. Yeah. Um, became acquaintances. Acquaint- acquaint- oh, my God. I just almost broke our entire setup here. Oh, careful. Became acquaintances with Gertrude's children, Stephanie, who was 17, and Paula, who was 15. Actually, you know what? What? I think that was backwards. I think Paula was the oldest one. So, yeah, Paula was 17. Stephanie was 15. Okay. Sorry about that. Apparently, when I was doing things, I was doing things incorrectly. So, Paula was 17. Stephanie was 15. Okay. And that's important because I'm going to explain that down the road. Okay. 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 You fixed yourself, I though. fixed myself, though. Because, I mean, when you read into this, you, I feel like I know everything about this I just situation. realized I know this story very well, actually. <clears throat> yeah. So you know how awful it is? Yeah. Great. The school year ended and the children began their summer, the summer of carnival hopping. However, in July, Betty Likens, Sylvia's mother, was arrested for shoplifting and their father felt they needed supervision as they would be out on the road until November. Since the sisters were already familiar with Gertrude's two daughters, Lester felt comfortable asking Gertrude if he could pay her to watch his girls. At the time, Sylvia was 16 and Jenny was 15, so they didn't necessarily need supervision, but since it was for such an extended period of time, Lester felt better about them having someone to care for them. Mm-hmm. Especially since Gertrude agreed that for $20 a week, she would treat his daughters like they were her own. Mm-hmm. So the girls moved into the house at 3850 East New York Street around the 4th of July holiday, and Lester went on his way. Mm -hmm. Things started off very normal for the sisters. They would help with chores, hang out with the other kids, listening to music, playing games, etc. You know, doing kid stuff, teenage stuff. And it's the summer. Yeah. Yeah. They would also attend Sunday school with the family. However, when the weekly $20 payments from Lester began to arrive late, Gertrude began taking her frustrations out on Sylvia and Jenny. She first started by spanking their bare bottoms with a paddle while yelling, I took care of you little bitches for a week for nothing. Which, like, let's be let's be clear. 
she really wasn't doing right. anything. Like they're, they were taking care of teenagers. themselves. They're teenagers. Yeah. They're teenagers. Like it's not like she was like bathing them. Yeah. She wasn't like cleaning them. She wasn't like having to feed them or change their diet. And like they're adult. Like right. like they're young adults. Right. Basically. Well, like I think we covered a case in England once where a sixteen year old is an adult. Right. So it's and like these girls, like they're responsible. Like to I mean pretty responsible. Like right. I mean it's not like they're. Yeah, 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 for sure. So one week they were beaten 15 times with that paddle because Paula, Gertrude's oldest daughter, said that Sylvia ate too much at the church dinner. So that's where Paula becomes my least favorite. And like, I I don't understand why she would start doing that. Because Paula is a little Gertrude. Right. And I, why, and Gertrude obviously just has some anger issues. Now, a lot of this is going to be because of jealousy because again, Sylvia was really pretty. Yep. So by mid-August, Gertrude decided to focus all her anger on Sylvia. It is said that this was because of how young and beautiful she was, which made Gertrude insanely jealous. Everything Sylvia did would set off a rage in Gertrude. Example, Sylvia brought some candy, or I'm sorry, bought some candy, and Gertrude accused her of stealing it. So she beat her. So there was no no-win situation for right. Sylvia. right. She also decided that she would no longer receive dinner with the rest of the children. She was forced to eat their scraps and whatever she could find out of the garbage. Which, it's it's so sad because, like, she has no way to get a hold of her parents. So, So, yeah, they didn't have a phone in the house. Yeah. And, yeah, they don't even know where they are. Right, because they're traveling Mm -hmm. around. So they don't know the location. She doesn't know where her siblings are. She doesn't know where her parents are. They're just... And at that point, too, it's like, I wish that she would have had, like, another, like, adult that she felt safe to contact. Yeah. Like, maybe at the church or something like that. We'll get into that. Okay. Another incident that happened in August of 1965 was when Sylvia was talking to Jenny about her boyfriend back in California. Gertrude interjected and asked if she had ever done anything with this boy. Not understanding the question, Sylvia responded with, yeah, we had gone skating into the park. So just an innocent like, answer. Like, yeah, yeah. We've, we've gone out and yeah, done things. Exactly. Right. Gertrude said that doing anything with a boy would get her pregnant and that her stomach was looking a little fat. Jokingly, Sylvia said, yeah, I guess I should go on a diet. Not long after that conversation, Gertrude became enraged and kicked Sylvia in her lady parts as hard as she could. She climbed up onto a chair in pain only for Paula, who was three months pregnant at the time and a teenager, by the way. Yeah. Began kicking her as well. Both she and her mother continued to beat Sylvia and yelled, you ain't fit to sit in a chair. So we're going to keep getting into a lot of abuse. So just yeah, hang in there. Not long after this incident, a neighbor boy named Randy Lepper came over for supper. He, Paula, and Gertrude took a hot dog and drenched it in ketchup, mustard, and spices and then forced it down Sylvia's throat. This caused her to vomit and then Gertrude forced Sylvia to eat her vomit. Uh-huh. So, it, it, there's just, it's like, why? Yeah. And, like, it, she's not it, doing anything. Right. It's, they're just picking, they they just decided, like, we're just going to. Pick on her, yeah. Pick on you. Like, you're you're the focus of our yeah, twisted sure. attention. Exactly. In retaliation and anger at the way she had been treated, Sylvia started a rumor at the school that the Banizuski sisters were prostitutes. A boy then walked up to 15-year-old Stephanie and had jokingly asked her for sex. 
When Stephanie came home, she confronted Sylvia about the rumor and she admitted to starting it. Stephanie then punched Sylvia, however, immediately felt remorse and the two sat and cried. Mm. So that to me sounds like, you know, hormones, anger, but the fact that they both. But like also like, why did you admit that you started that rumor? Like, I think that's just telling the person she was. I know, but like, does she? I know, but like. Your mouth shut. Girl. She does. Like, not, I'll tell you what. Through this entire thing, she's not a liar. I know. I know. But like, I know. I wasn't there. I know. As I always well, say, I know. Stephanie's boyfriend Coy, however, did not have the same reaction as Stephanie. He came over and immediately threw Sylvia's head into a wall and began slapping her. When Gertrude found out what was going on, she took over and beat Sylvia with the paddle. Coy and his fellow classmates soon made it an after-school hobby, to come by the household and torture Sylvia. With Gertrude's encouragement, the boys would practice judo moves on her, burn her with cigarettes, which they did over 100 times, cutting her body, and severely injuring her genitals. They also once went out of their way to cause complete humiliation for Sylvia. They invited a bunch of school kids over and forced her to strip naked in front of everyone. They then forced her to masturbate with a glass Pepsi bottle while laughing at her and calling her names. And where's her sister? She was subject to all of this, like, to view it. So, you, I'll get a little bit more into the kind of abuse that Jenny got, and it was more psychological. Yeah. And you'll see that as I go on. Eventually, Gertrude stopped allowing Sylvia to go to school because Sylvia was caught stealing gym clothes. Gertrude had refused to buy her clothing, so she had no other option. But this act earned her a long whipping with a police belt. During this beating, Gertrude's daughter yelled at her mom to stop and cried as she watched her friend get beat. So Stephanie. That mm-hmm. is, Stephanie seems to be the one that cares about her. Yeah. Um, Gertrude then kicked her in the genitals, followed up by Sylvia's fingertips with a, um, setting Sylvia's fingertips on fire with a match. She finished off the beating with a final round of whipping. A couple days later, Jenny would also receive a beating as she had stolen a shoe from gym class for the strong foot that she had as Gertrude refused to buy her one. So, Paula routinely got her punches in on Sylvia as well. Once she actually broke her own wrist while punching Sylvia and after getting her cast put on, she would use that to beat Sylvia with. It is also mentioned that Gertrude would force Jenny to beat her own sister as well from time to time or Jenny would face a severe beating. Mm. Also wanting to protect her sister, Sylvia would encourage her to do so so she wouldn't get beaten. Can you imagine being in that situation? No. Like if someone was like beating me up and they said, you either beat Robin up too or you're going to get into a worse beating. Right. Can you imagine? Yeah. But I'd be like, yeah, beat me up. I don't want you to have to go through this. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's awful. Now, over these months of abuse, both of the Likens girls had opportunities to tell both teachers and their parents about their abuse. However, they were too afraid to. Gertrude made threats that they would receive the worst beatings of their lives if they said anything. And also, it was the 60s. There was that mentality of no one's going to help us. Right. And it it was a different time and everything. I get that. But it's like. And yeah, it was kind of far-fetched for something like this to be happening in people's minds. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Adults didn't protect children the way we do now. Sylvia and Jenny did run into their older sister Diane at a park once in September and told her everything about the abuse. 
However, Diana thought they were exaggerating and didn't do anything about it. Oh, Diana. I know. They came across Diana again that same month, and Sylvia had mentioned to her that she was hungry. So Diana gave her a sandwich. With her at the time, um, with her at the time was 11-year-old Marie Banaszewski, Zanazowski, sorry, who wa- wasted no time telling her mother when they got home. Because Sylvia had gotten something to eat, Gertrude and Paula began choking and bludgeoning her. They then threw her in a scolding hot bath to cleanse her of her sins. When she would pass out from the extreme pain, Paula would beat her head on the side of the tub to wake her up. All because she got a sandwich. Yeah. Kind of messed up. Very. I mean, the most. It's absolutely terrible. So Lester and Betty would come to visit their girls from time to time, and they never felt their daughters were in any sort of distress. However, they were never left alone with their daughters. The children and Gertrude were present for every single visit. I mean, I would have, I would don't care. I would have been. I know. I would have been like, mom, dad, this is, you need to get me out of here. They're beating the shit out of me. Like, let's, yeah, I know. I know. I I know. We weren't there. I I get it. Different times. And and like. We've heard that victims just. I know. To a point where they're so scared. Right. And it's. You just. um, Stockholm syndrome and stuff too. Like all of that. I get that. But like. I know. It makes you wish that they just. I mean, but you're just like, they're right there. Just go with them. Yeah. Go with Run them. Up, just don't let go of them. Yeah, like don't something. let go of them. But like, I know we weren't there, but like, man. Yep. So they also were not left alone with their parents um, on their last visit, which was October 5th, 1965. When they left, Gertrude turned to Sylvia and said, what are you going to do now? They're gone. Yeah. So she was very psychologically messing oh, yeah. with her as well, which is awful. Now, not long after the sandwich beating, there was a neighbor, Michael Monroe, who recognized that the girl was severely beaten and had open sores. So he called the high school at which she was no longer attending, and they came out to investigate. Sylvia was shackled in the basement and not seen during the visit. Gertrude told the nurse, school nurse that came by that Sylvia was out of control and had run away. She said that Sylvia was a bad influence on her children and that she lacked proper hygiene so if she was seen with open sores, it's because she's refusing to take care of herself. So the school nurse accepted that answer and never investigated it again. I mean, she didn't see her. I mean, I mean that. I mean that's probably a valid yep. response. I mean, she wasn't there. She didn't see her. And yep. yep. To make matters even worse, there were other neighbors who actually saw the abuse come from Paula. Raymond and Phyllis Vermillion both claimed to have witnessed the abuse and actually listened to Paula boast about torturing Sylvia. However, neither of them reported it because they are stupid, awful human beings. Right. I don't know who they are. Probably dead at this point. They suck. Right. But I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like, yep. They're not getting involved. I know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not their business. I know. But I don't like it. I know. But again, it's the times. It's like, that's not that's not my family. It's not my business kind not of my attitude. Pig, not my farm. Right. Another chance the girls could have helped have helped to be saved was when their older sister diana stopped by the residence gertrude refused to let her into the home so she left a couple weeks later diana and jenny came across one another and diana asked what was going on with sylvia jenny said i can't tell you or i'll get in trouble but here's what was going on so this is where it gets even worse guys Mm -hmm. (coughs) excuse me sylvia at this point was tied up in the basement naked and being starved. She was not allowed to use the bathroom, so she would sit in her own feces. 
She was rarely provided with water, and often they would tie her up in the base on the basement railing in a way that her feet would not even touch the ground. So she was like hanging there. Yeah. Gertrude would tell her children that Sylvia was bad mouthing them with hopes to encourage her kids to go beat up Sylvia. She would also pay the neighborhood kids five cents a piece to help torture Sylvia. They would gag and beat her and even put her in a bath of scalding water and they would rub salt in her wounds. Yeah. Gertrude's 11-year-old son, John, also got in on the action by taking his one-year-old brother's urine and poop and shoving it down Sylvia's throat. It's just... Yep. So... And then Gertrude gave her a glass of water and said, that is the only thing you'll be receiving today. So, yeah. I don't like it. And I mean, it's just like, and it, again, it's just like, why? There, there just no isn't a reason. I mean, she was pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? That's it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. I feel like Gertrude hated her life. Yeah. And saw that this girl had a chance at a beautiful life and was and like, And she was Screw just you. like, and she just, yeah. and I think that she just probably started doing it and like she got some kind of thrill out of it and she just continued the cycle of doing it and like. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. On October 22nd, Gertrude decides to let Sylvia sleep upstairs with her sister if she can go to the, go through the night without wetting the bed. Okay. Now, this is a really difficult thing because we'll later on. There's obviously an autopsy done. I think we're getting to that point where you guys can tell where this is going. Yeah. Um, and her kidneys were completely destroyed. Yeah. So they were not functioning. So there was no chance of her not being able to wet the bed. Right. So it's like setting her up for a complete loss. Right. And and, and she's not allowed to use the bathroom. So what is she going to do? Right. So this pisses me off. Completely malnourished and dehydrated, her sister's able to sneak her a glass of water. However... That made Sylvia wet herself, and yeah. Gertrude went into a rage. Mm-hmm. She once again forced her to stand naked in front of her children and insert a glass Coke bottle into her vagina. After that, she was forced into the kitchen where Gertrude branded the sentence, I am a prostitute and proud of it, on Sylvia's chest with a heated needle. Gertrude made it about halfway through the sentence when she ordered 14-year-old Neighbor boy, Richard Hobbs, to finish, which he did as Sylvia moaned in pain. He and 10-year-old Shirley Banisnowski then led her back to the basement where they continued to burn her with an anchor bolt. When Gertrude returned to the house that day, she invited all the neighborhood kids over to see Sylvia's new markings and told them she had gotten it at a sex party. She taunted her by telling her that she would never marry and no man would ever want her with that being written on her stomach. That night, Sylvia said to Jenny, I know you don't want me to die, but I'm going to die. I can tell. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she just felt defeated and just. And well, I mean. And yeah, I don't know how you come back from this. I No. And it breaks my heart. Like, yeah, that's this poor girl day after day. For months of yeah. pure torture. Well, and she's not getting food. She's <coughs> hardly getting water. I mean, yep. you can only survive that way for so long. I mean, I feel like well, you probably know your body and you can feel yeah. your body just and at that down. And at that point, even if she were to get help, I don't know if it would have helped. You know, yeah. bad enough. I, I really yeah. don't. Yeah. So the next day, Gertrude forced Sylvia to write a letter stating that a group of boys had beaten and tortured her after she agreed to have sex with them. 
This was in an attempt to frame the boys for all of her abuse. She then instructed her son John to take her to the nearby woods and leave her there to die. He, of course, did so after severely beating her by kicking and punching her in the stomach and shoving crackers down her throat. Um, so he actually didn't, I'm sorry, he didn't actually get her out to the woods. Yeah. But he, had, and when I say did so, he accepted the, that, that's what he was going to do. Right. I should have explained that better. I apologize. Um, so after hearing the plan Gertrude and John had, Sylvia made the bold decision to try to escape. While upstairs, she made an attempt to escape through the front door. However, she was so weak that Gertrude easily stopped her. Furious with her, she beat her in the face with a curtain rod. Then, 15-year-old Coy Hubbard, the boyfriend of Gertrude's daughter, Stephanie, took the rod and hit Sylvia one last time across the face as hard as he could. She fell to the ground, unconscious, and Gertrude dragged her back to the basement. Sylvia would eventually wake up and begin screaming and banging for help. A neighbor nearby later told police they had heard the distressed woman, but by the time they decided to call 911, the noise had stopped. That was around 3 a.m. on October 26, 1965. Later that morning, Gertrude tried to force a donut and milk on Sylvia, but she was too weak to eat. She was also too weak to talk or function at all. This angered Gertrude and Paula, so they sent her back to the basement and called all of her tormentors to come stare at her as she suffered. Gertrude's son, John, was then instructed to take a hose to the basement and clean Sylvia. He violently sprayed her down and then left her. Trying to find the strength, Sylvia attempted again to escape the basement, but she just couldn't. Not long after the hose bath, neighbor kid Richard Hobbs came by to inflict more torture. He approached the basement stairs, took one step, and slipped on the water, falling all the way to the bottom of the staircase. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, right. In agony, he looked up and saw Stephanie Banizowski holding Sylvia and crying. Feeling remorseful, both Stephanie and Richard took her upstairs where they gave her a warm bath and changed her into new clothes. They laid her on a bed and surrounded her as she quietly asked for her daddy and begged to be taken home. Stephanie then noticed that Sylvia wasn't breathing and she began mouth to mouth to revive her. Gertrude ordered her to stop and that and exclaimed that she was faking it. However, that was not the case and Sylvia would never take a breath again. After months of complete torture, Sylvia Likens died of her injuries at the age of 16. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. That didn't stop Gertrude from getting in some further abuse, though. She began hitting Sylvia's body, yelling faker, faker over and over again. When it finally hit her that the girl was dead, she panicked. However, this was almost eight hours after she had died. So rigor mortis has set in. Yeah. Like, not looking good. She ordered her son to call 911 and began applying rubbing alcohol to Sylvia's wounds. When police arrived, she handed them the note um, that she forced Sylvia to write and told them that she had run off with a bunch of boys and came back in this condition. She said she tried to nurse her back to health, but she just stopped breathing. Paula stood by with a Bible in her hands and told her siblings that her death was meant to be. She then looked at Jenny and said, if you want to stay with us, we'll treat you like a sister. (laughs) Jenny was given the opportunity to speak with police, but Gertrude stood by and forced her to say what she had been instructed to say about Sylvia's death. You know, 
scared her. Like, you will say this or else you'll be the next one. Yeah. However, when Gertrude turned away, Jenny whispered to the police officer, if you get me out of here, I'll tell you everything. And boy, did she ever. Yeah, no kidding. I'd be like, get me out of here. Yep. Jenny Please. was able to tell the offer officers all the details of Sylvia's torture and death, which prompted an immediate arrest of Gertrude, Paula, John, Stephanie, Coy Hubbard, and Richard Hobbs. I'd be like, just go down in the basement. Right. Just walk down 100%. in the basement. All were held on murder charges with no bail. Now, this is where Gertrude showed her real true self. Initially, she denied knowing anything about it. It wouldn't be long before she, but it wouldn't be long before she pointed the finger right at her own daughter, Paula. Yeah. And Coy Hubbard. She admitted to making Sylvia sleep in the basement when she would wet the bed, but that's it. And then this is where the police officer had heard about the autopsy. And he goes, well, yeah, she wet the bed because her kidneys were so damaged. And apparently Gertrude did not take well to that. Yeah. Like she, like it was an accusatory, like, well, how did her kidneys get damaged? So you're punishing her for something that you did to her. Yeah. She didn't like that. No, I, I'm sure she didn't. Yeah. Paula and John signed statements admitting their hand in the abuse, but they said they would only beat her every now and then when, with a police belt and push her down the stairs. John that, also, that's it. No, that's it. That's just, just yeah. that's Child all. Child play. John also said he would burn her as well, but both showed zero remorse and felt that what they had done was justified. Mm-hmm. As the investigation went on, five more children were arrested for the beatings and torture, but they were released back to their parents until it was time to appear in court. Yeah. Now, this is where it gets all, in my mind, just crazy. There is so much information, so I'm just going to kind of cover it as best I can, but it's an it's a dragged out process. Yeah. So on December 30th, 1965, the they were indicted on uh, first-degree murder char- charges. So Gertrude and three of her... Um, I'm sorry, two of her oldest children. So three murder tri- charges went to Gertrude, Paula, and John, which we know through the story, they were the three worst people to be doing yeah. that to. And Richard Hobbs and Corey Hubbard were all charged with having repeatedly struck, beaten, kicked, and otherwise inflicting fatal injuries to Sylvia. So they were charged with premeditated malice. Okay? Stephanie, luckily, um, because she... Didn't partake in any of the beatings, but she was still there. She got released from custody um, and her and there was not enough evidence to support any murder or fatal injuries on her part. She waived her immunity from the potential impending prosecution to testify against her family. So that was her way of, yes, I should have said something sooner, but who knows? She was young, too. Might have been scared. Might. You know, it was the times. I don't know. She obviously, throughout this entire ordeal, tried to be a friend to um, Sylvia as best as she could. Um, so she waived her immunity and then testified against her own family. So yeah. I think, I mean, that's what you only can do at that point. Right. So she, I believe she did the right thing in that in that sense. Um, so the trial began on April 18th, 1966, and all three were charged. Um, so Paula, John, and Gertrude were all charged together. And the prosecutors um, were seeking the death penalty. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's. Wow. So. Um, just a couple of things about this. Sorry. The death penalty, though. That. Well, and I was surprised by that. Because, um, like, they were minors at the time. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm going to um, go over the trial information and then I'm going to go back to her injuries. Okay. Okay. So um, the jury selection itself was kind of hazy. They were really dead set on finding a jury that would convict her of the death penalty. Yeah. So that was a big thing. They would ask people, how do you feel about the death penalty? And if they weren't for it, they're like, yeah, bye. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And throughout the entire um, trial, there was a lot of witness testimony because there was a lot of witnesses to this. Well, right. And a lot of these kids are like, listen, I don't want to be charged with murder or everything. So they turn it on this on this woman. Oh, yeah. Um, so one of them was Charles Ellis. He testified that he watched her go through a, a immense pain. I'm sorry. Charles Ellis was um, the deputy coroner. I'm sorry. There was another kid named Charles that I apologize that testified as well. But he was a child. Okay. So the deputy coroner talks about the intense pain that the girl must have gone through. Right. Oh, I. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go back to him in a second. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to him in a second because I want to talk about her injuries afterwards. So a bunch of the kids testified against the family mm-hmm. um, during this. Now, this is my favorite part of the trial. So. Remember how we talked about how he had gone to church and everything? Yeah. So, and why the pastor didn't maybe step in to like, try well, right. To help that was, whatever. that's what I'm saying. Like, I would have, I would have felt like mm-hmm. that would have been a safe place for them to talk, like, maybe like yep. say something, right? Yep. So, the pastor got on, I'm sorry, the minister got on the stand and he talked about how he had, was worried about the girl, but Gertrude had said that she was out making money with other men. Oh. So he kind of was like, well, she's sitting. So right. whatever. Um, and then another neighbor girl had said, witnessed that she witnessed the salt being rubbed into the wounds. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. Um, and that she screamed constantly throughout that process. Um, so, yeah, they just, they, everything that was actually happening in the house was witnessed. Right. By someone. There yeah. Was, you know, it was, very, as, as I discussed, very public torture right it, people were invited <laughs> over like come watch this yeah it's crazy yeah so the the defense attorney for gertrude he wasn't denying any of this happened but he was like no my client's insane even though psychologists interviewed all of them yeah. and said no they are perfectly sane people and the only defense that he, this guy had was he's like yeah i know she's guilty she did all this stuff I, a no sane person would ever do this to a human being. Right. So she's got to be insane. Yeah. That was his only defense. Yeah. So, um, which I thought was kind of funny because a lot of the things he says, he's like, she has to be crazy. You know? Right. Like, he's like, you know, if, if she if she is sane, put her in the electric chair. Like, he's just very like. Yeah. yeah like, we're not denying. He's that like, she, that's all I have. Yeah. There's nothing. Right. There's nothing because there's so many witnesses. Like, she's like, yeah, he she 100% did this. Yep. Yeah. So the trial of all five defendants lasted 17 days. On May 19th, 1966, the jury deliberated for eight hours, and it was a panel of eight men and four women, and they found Gertrude guilty of first-degree murder, and they recommended a sentence of life imprisonment. Okay. Okay? No death penalty, eh? No death penalty. Uh, Her daughter Paula was also found guilty on second-degree murder, um... The two neighbor boys and John, her other son, were found guilty of manslaughter. Okay. Upon hearing the verdicts, Gertrude and her children burst into tears and attempted to console one another. Oh. Oh. Can you? 
Can you believe it? I, uh, poor, what? what was us? Can't oh. believe that. And there's literally a picture of Gertrude holding her son's face. Like, oh, you're going to be okay. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Fucking terrible people. God. The worst. Yep. So Gertrude and Paula both got life in prison. And the Richard Hobbs, Corey Hubbard, and John received two to 21 years to be served in the Indiana jail. Okay. Um, they did actually end up doing retrials for this. Uh, you know, they, they were appealing things. Retrials were done. Yeah. Gertrude's was upheld. Um, Paula actually agreed to plead guilty this time around. Okay. And she was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter then. Oh. So um, her sentence was, ter- ser- was to serve two to between two and 20 years. And she was... Going about it, and then she decided she was going to try to escape in 1971. Oh, good. Um, she got caught, and then she she was released a year later in, in oh. 1972. Well, not good. No, I was hoping I, she'd get longer. Then I know, I know. The, the, these sentences are bullshit. Okay, wait, wait, it gets worse. So yeah, so I don't. Good what? old fucking Paula, this evil bitch. Yeah, is just out and about 1972. God, I hate her. Yeah. So actually, while Gertrude was in jail, she had become known as a model prisoner. And she was a a den mother to the younger girls. Mm-hmm. I bet she, she was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She worked in the prison sewing, sewing shop. And mm-hmm. um, she was good with a needle. She Her nickname was Mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she was up for parole in 1985. And she was released. Oh, good. Yeah. She changed her name to Nadine Van Fossen, which was... Um, her middle name and her former married name. Okay. And she described herself as a Christian woman. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. And she moved. And she moved to Iowa, I believe. So did she ever like reconnect with her children or no idea? I I will find out in a second here. Because I don't I wrote that part second. Separately. Oh, okay. So one second here. Um so yeah, so she received parole on December fourth, nineteen eighty five, changed her name, moved away. Yeah. And by the way, I'm gonna I'm like I'm eager to share photos of what she looked like when she was arrested. She's creepy looking. Oh yeah. I've like, seen photos of her. She like she's she looks like she's done stuff. She looked like she was like one of them like I'm gonna like a teacher, like I'm gonna I'm gonna whip you if you don't get your like, homework done in slap time. You, slap yeah, your like hand with a ruler. Back in the day teachers, yep. yeah. So yeah, so she lives in Iowa. Um she never has accepted full responsibility for Sylvia's death. Right. Or her beatings. Right. Um, she just cannot recall the incident. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She blames any actions on the medication she was having for her asthma. That's, I hear, I hear know, that asthma medication. You know, as makes an asthmatic myself, my albuterol inhaler, it really causes me to yeah, beat I've the seen, shit out of I've things. seen you go crazy sometimes. we sure Watch have. out. Yep. That's definitely a thing. So she did live with a relative um, in Iowa until her death um, in 1990 at the age oh, of 61. I'm very happy she, she died, died of lung cancer. Hopefully from that medication. Probably. I'm sure it was. A, if you could ask her right now, that's what she'd say. Good. But yeah, never once taking responsibility for what she did to Sylvia. Well, I'm glad she died. Or Jenny, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So then the um, that's pretty much... As for the rest of the people, they went on... Mary changed the name. Whatever. So something interesting. I think it was 
was it last year, maybe a couple years ago? Um, you remember me talking about Diana Bell, um, Diana? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was, it's gotta be about nine years ago now that I think about it. Diana, the oldest sister, when yeah. she was trying to like, kind of like what's going on. Yeah. She actually, um, actually went missing in 2015. Oh. 50 years after the murders. And her and her husband were on their way to her son's house, but they took a wrong turn and they ended up in like some of the wilderness. And I believe it was like Las Vegas or something like that. Okay. And their car broke down and it was her and her husband and they both had diabetes oh. and no way of telling anyone where they were. They didn't even know where they were. Um, when the son was like, oh my God, my parents are lost. They did like an aerial search of where she might be. They couldn't see her because her car was like so far behind, like in the woods and stuff. They're like, how did this even happen? Her husband ended up dying in the car from his diabetes. Oh. Uh-huh. And she managed to stay alive off of a piece of pie. And yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is really crazy. So, That's sad that he died. Very though. sad. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's, yeah. So Jenny ended up, um, she lived until I believe it was, let's see here, 19, or I'm sorry, 2004. She actually um, died right around our graduation. So Aww. in June. Uh, at the age of 54. Why? They're dying early. They are. So she, I don't know if I remember, I think she was sick as well. Um, yeah. So. But she passed away. She passed away, unfortunately, very young. So. But she had some sick, she had, she had some ailments. Yeah. Oh, she did. Yeah. She had polio and everything. Yeah. So, um, very sad. But um, yeah. So then, and then um, and it was said that like Lester and Betty were super upset with you know, everything that happened. They had no idea. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm curious. Betty died pretty young as well. Yeah. Um, Lester went on to live a longer life or whatever. But, you know, they just, they're out there trying to get make money. I know. They're they're doing know? their best. But, like, you wonder if, like, you know, yeah. when they came to the house, like, did they not think anything was up? You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, you we know that when it comes to true crime, people will go out of their way to do crazy shit to keep I know. their schemes. I mean, look at Dahmer even. I know. You know? But like, I know. I mean, and like, you know, you can't. I mean, Dahmer would literally murder someone the night before a holiday and then go to his family's house like nothing ever happened. So, I, I know. Like, I know. But still, it's just. Yeah. Um. So, I will go over some of her, um, what the autopsy report says. So, she had over 150 separate wounds across her entire body. And she was also extremely malnourished when mm-hmm. they, <coughs> excuse me, do the thing. Oh, she had the fit. <coughs> Did you know that one of the people, so Rebecca Gayhart, in Ooh. 2001, she hit a nine-year-old with her car and he later died from his injuries. Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. So that happened. Um, another one. God, and she was like really distraught about that too. Yeah. Sorry, that, just... That's really sad. Snoop Dogg. And his bodyguard were charged with the murder of a rival gang member. Snoop Dogg um, was acquitted after years of court battles, though. So that's another one. Brandy. Do you remember Brandy? I remember what Brandy did. Yep. Sorry, I'm back Yep. To... That was another one. Yep. A lot of car accident ones, you know. So that was a car accident yep, that one. Yep. That was a tough one, too. Yep. So there's, there's another one. Okay. So, Thank you, Molly. You're um, welcome. I got that out. Okay. Okay. So, yes, she was very uh, malnourished at the time of her death. Um, the wounds varied all over her body and um, from nature and severity. <coughs> I think I'm getting to the end of my useful life here. 
Um, another one, another person that, um, another like, um, like celebrity that killed someone that, let's see, what's another good one? I'm trying to find a good one. Oliver Stone. He was in the U.S. Army. Um, combat duty killed several enemy soldiers. So that's a good one. But that was, you know, okay. army. Ugh. Oh, you over there. I'm sorry, everybody. I almost made it. She's doing pretty good, though. I didn't have to really bring this list up. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of these are people you don't really Thanks care for hanging about. in there, guys. Yeah. So her injuries included burns, severe bruising, extensive muscle and nerve damage. Her vagina, 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 vaginal. Oh no, that's why can one. I not say lady part? You cannot. You have to work on your lady part. I really don't. Pronunciation. <coughs> Pronunciation. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Her vaginal, ca- vaginal cavities. Vaginal cavity was almost swollen shut. All of Lichen's fingernails were broken backwards, mm. and most of the external layers of skin upon her face, breasts, neck, and right knee had been peeled or receded. Oh, she had, during the process, had eventually bitten through her lips, partially severing sections of them from her face. Because Probably because of, of the pain. Just yep. like, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Her cause of death was a subdural hematoma due to her receiving a severe blow to, <coughs> to her right temple. Another one is Venus Williams, another celebrity who has killed someone. She was in a car accident in June of 2017, which left one man dead. Um, and then another one, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. I remember that one. Yep. <clears throat> That's another one. I'm so sorry. Another one is Laura Bush. I didn't know Laura Bush killed somebody. Yep. In high school, she neglected to stop at a stop sign when she was driving. She hit another car and killed its driver. Oh, my God. That's so who, sad. Who happened to be a close friend and a classmate. Yeah. That's so bad. That's so sad. Okay. Sad, that's what I meant. And bad. Bad, yeah. Anyway, her cause of death was a severe blow to her right temple, which, if you remember, Coy Hubbard took the curtain rod. Yep, so she probably had a brain bleed. So what makes me mad, though, is if that was what the cause of death was, why was he not charged with murder? Yeah. That pisses me off. But maybe that didn't come out no that came out I did it okay it's bullshit yeah so hmm. both the shock um she had primarily suffered due to the severe and prolonged damage inflicted to her um plus the severe malnutrition were listed as contrary factors to her death yeah. so it is one bright part of this she had a huge funeral when yeah. it came out about what had happened to her, almost 100 people, over 100 people attended her funeral. She had a beautiful service. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, at least people came out to yeah, and be her, there for her. Her headstone says, our darling, dar- a darling daughter. So, yeah. So, so yeah, it's very terrible. It, the whole thing is absolutely awful. Yeah, it is. It's so awful that the city tore down the house that this happened in. Yeah, so, I so can't, there's no information. There's absolutely no information. The only thing I know is that when she lived at there at the time, when Gertrude lived there at the time, her rent payment was $50 a month. That's the only thing I could find in the house. Street. Which, you know, it makes sense. This was such a terrible thing that happened. 
Yeah. They were like, fuck this. Yeah. So like, we're not going to keep this hell house here anymore. Right. Basically. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is the very sad. Now, there's a movie and a book about this. I'm yep. sure there's a few more out there as well. Um, I don't want to read or watch either because it just sounds awful. I've seen some scenes from the movie, and there's actually, I forget who, there's like a fame, not a fame, I mean, I think a pretty famous celebrity that's in the movie. Um, I might be able to. Um, oh, the f- movie's called An American Crime American in 2007. Crime. Yeah. Um, Elliot Page is in it. Yep. Yeah. That's who. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, Elliot Page. So that would, okay, so what? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. Um, and then the book is The Girl Next Door. Yeah. So just terrible. So that's the sad story of Sylvia Likens. Yeah. And I will post pictures. But, yeah, she was very beautiful, and she didn't deserve what she had happened to her. And Absolutely not. Neither did her sister. I know, and I'm sorry for the whole family. I can't imagine after that came out what that must have done. I mean, I get that they're, they were working carnivals, and they weren't making a lot of money, and they were trying to get by. and But from no accounts of anything I read, they were not uh, – they were a loving family. Right. And they were just trying to do what was best and for they, their kids. Yeah. And they the probably, girls needed to be in school. Yep. So it's just, like, so sad. And then for poor Lester to have to spend the rest of his life knowing that he had a chance to get his daughter out of there and he didn't. Yeah. That's got to be awful. Yeah. And for her last words to be asking for him. Yeah. Sucks. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. That's an awful, awful case. I've, Thank you. Yep. I've heard, I've listened and I knew about that one. I didn't, like, remember it right away when you started talking about it, but as soon as you got into, like, the traveling carnival and like leaving the daughters i'm like oh i know exactly what yeah. you're talking about yeah. yeah i know i had heard this one once before and um i don't even know how i came about it to be honest with you i i just started reading it and i saw a picture of her yeah and i was like oh look at that hot mess yeah and i just rolled with it yep yep it's yeah there's mm-hmm. a lot of so yeah so it's a so thanks. sad sad bad one yeah so if you stuck around thank you uh sorry again for the coughing i hope but it, it's another coffee. Anymore. Oh my gosh. Another week. I think you'll be okay. But it's another good reminder that if you know something or see something, please report yeah, it. Absolutely. I mean, it's, there's a, I mean, we know that there's a lot of abuse out there that's still going on, but if you know someone that needs help, please get, absolutely. get someone help. Absolutely. Like we always said, like I will take, if there's a child being yep. abused, I will take your child. Stop hitting them. I'll take them. Yep. Or I mean, if you, I mean, just know that there's safe places out yeah. there. And I mean, if you know of anyone that needs help, there's there's definitely ways to help them. So yeah. please. Absolutely. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great week and we will talk to you next week after our live show. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we'll see you there, too. If you're in the area, please come by and come see us. I'd love to so, see you. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.